Welcome to the Pages to Pictures podcast, the show where we discuss the art of adaptation from one storytelling medium into another. Each episode revolves around a single film based on pre-existing stories or franchises and asks three questions specific to the adaptation. Your hosts are James Janowski, giant Cincinnati Reds fan, screenwriter, and screenwriting instructor at the School of Visual Arts in New York City and Screen Experience at ScreenExperience.com. Skid Marr, a founding member of the Glass Cannon Network, podcaster extraordinaire, and a guy who gets paid to play role-playing games. And Andy Schmidt, former Marvel Comics editor, writer of comics, graphic novels, video games, children's books, former director of intellectual property and development at Hasbro, and founder of the online comic book school, Comics Experience. Now get ready for the nerdiest podcast in history. And welcome to Pages to Pictures. Hey everybody, uh, welcome. Uh, it's just Skid and myself here today. So, uh, Skid, how you doing? I'm doing great. I, I'm having the time of my life here, uh, wherever I am. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, so, um, today we're reviewing uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which, um, which my kids were begging to see. So, uh, so that happened. And uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the original Teen Titans comics, but I figure we'll also talk, or I'll talk about the Teen Titans animated series that even predated Teen Titans Go. So, uh, so Skid is one of your hosts. I'm Andy Schmidt. I'm the other host. So, a little background. Um, and since now, Skid, am I right that you you're not that familiar with? with Teen Titans no. Go or even the previous animated no, show. No, I wasn't all. I actually I watched some episodes of it just last night show when I got home because I was just, I was intrigued. Uh but I'd never seen it before. I, my, my whole DC knowledge in general is lacking a lot. Like I'm pretty good with Marvel stuff as you could possibly attest. But I don't but I don't I don't know anything <laughs> about DC. Yeah. I've never been really interested in it. I've never most of my like Batman knowledge comes from just hanging around our mutual friend, Matt Manning, who's like the biggest guy in the world. Um, but I don't know, uh, generally speaking, like I don't get it. I just, I don't get the DC universe. And um, so, yeah, I was going into this almost completely fresh. That's awesome. So, uh, so my background with Teen Titans is a little different. So when uh the the teen titans predates uh my existence um but uh so the original original teen titans was just just had four members um and it was relatively popular it had it had uh kid flash robin aqualad um and donna troy well she was added technically she was added later but they were basically the main the main four donna troy wonder girl so um so it was reasonably popular then, but it, it reached its peak time as the new Teen Titans in the 80s under Marv Wolfman and George Perez uh, was the creative team behind it. And uh, it was awesome. It was like it was like one of the things that like, got me into comics. So not only was it great superhero work, but it was also about um, kids. Now, they were teenagers and I wasn't, but like I still felt some sort of kinship. And it was also a soap opera. So basically... 
it was the uncanny X-Men model that had made X-Men so successful, brought over to DC Comics and 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 done in the new Teen Titans. And the and the team changed at that point to to more to basically what you see in in the Teen Titans animated show and Teen Titans Go. And that makes sense that they would base any of the shows or the movie off of sort of the most popular the most popular version of the of the team. Uh but man I love that comic. And uh, Deathstroke, or <laughs> Slade, as he referred <laughs> to in Teen Titans Go, uh, first appeared in the new Teen Titans. So he first appeared in the, the most popular version. He, was in the, he first appeared in the second issue of the new Teen Titans, but became sort of infamous as a total DC Comics um, like like badass villain in the storyline, The Judas Contract, which is, which is one of DC Comics' probably most popular um, storylines of all time in their superhero line. Mm. So, uh, since the new Teen Titans wrapped up and ran over a hundred issues, the the Titans or the New Titans or the Teen Titans, whatever it's been called, because the title sort of changes and wavers from time to time, has has come and gone pretty pretty consistently since then uh, in the comics. And then a few years back, well, more than a few years back, there was the Teen Titans animated show, which ran for five seasons. And that was an action-based, it was still funny, but it was an action-based show. Mm-hmm. And then Teen Titans Go! came out is not <laughs> action-based. <laughs> uh, some of my favorite episodes include um, the episode in which Cyborg and Beast Boy essentially have the biggest battle of all time with each other because one likes burritos and one, like, one likes cheeseburgers. Um, <laughs> there's just some really clever and amazing stuff. but But... You know, when with that first Teen Titans animated series, you can see exactly how they got there. I mean, you can see a lot of the changes that they made. Certainly, to Starfire, who in the in the comics is is a very uh, sexualized uh, character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they downgraded that and made her more innocent, which I think was a great choice. There's a, so there's a, there were there were tweaks to all of the characters that that made sense. The other thing that they did in the animated series was they eliminated essentially all of the connections to the older heroes. So Robin is Batman's sidekick. Um, you know, Kid Flash is the Flash's sidekick. You know, so they they just didn't ever talk about whether or not there were other heroes in the universe, mm. which was uh, an interesting choice. And I think a, a wise one, because it just allowed them to be them, mm. uh, which I thought was cool. So then there's Teen Titans Go, which in its regular episodes has 11 minute long, two 11 minute long segments for the half hour. Uh, it's clearly based in humor. It's very different. It's disjointed. And now Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, and here we are. So this was your plunge in. My kids love that show. And my, when we first saw Teen Titans go, my wife was like, this is the dumbest. Thing ever. <laughs> um, and yet, now she enjoys it because it really is. I we think here here in the Schmidt household, <laughs> it is a it is a delight. It's great. So, I I've been watching several episodes. I I mean I I love the movie. Not to give it away, but I love the movie too. And it's it's really funny and cute and clever. And it's kind of like in the tradition of all those WB those Warner Brothers produced like Cartoon Network shows like Powerpuff Girls and everything. Like it's great. Yeah. So all right, good. So well that's. That I'm glad to know that that you like because that was sort of the next question I was going to have was just like what were your 
overall thoughts on it um which sounds like sounds like you enjoyed it um I did. so there's a different there's a couple of different ways we can talk about adaptation one one way is uh adaptation from essentially an 11 minute segment show to a 90 minute film although i'm not sure that teen titans go part is full 90 minutes because there was a short in front of it but yeah um so that's one way to look at it. Another way is, you know, from the comic, the Teen Titans to this version of them. Um, but let's, uh, so what did you think of the, let's talk about the structure of this thing, because I thought that, I thought there were some really interesting choices. So what did you think of the structure of, of Teen Titans Go? I can't believe I'm having like a semi-academic conversation about this movie, but <laughs> let's, I, I don't know. I, I, it's Let's delve um, in. It, I mean, I thought that they did a pretty good job kind of elaborating that kind of, uh, uh, this storytelling format that's meant to be consumed and like, you know, like you're saying, like 12 minute chunks into like a full length feature. Um, the plot was a little thin, I have to say, but you know, <laughs> eh, eh. And from what I'm told, I haven't seen it, but I was told that the plot is basically nearly identical to that of Incredibles 2. But who cares? I don't care. Um, that's to be expected. Um, no, I thought like it had, you know, like a, a a a good arc there. Like I got that was one thing I was I was watching for is like as someone who doesn't know anything about this, are they going to? are they going to bother to like teach me about all these characters or are they just going to assume some prior knowledge? And so uh, how did you, how do you think they did with that? Well, they went right into that rap, like right at the beginning and it pretty much explained everything. And uh, it was awesome. It was super dope as was pointed out later in the film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, I want this, I want this album. Like I want this soundtrack. Um, uh, you bring up a good point because there's a lot of music in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Which was and surprising. It, they, they do musical numbers in the show sometimes, but right, there's a lot right. of music, which was awesome. I yeah, the music was great. I love I love the music, and um, actually <laughs> that was that was by far the hardest I laughed in the movie was the uh, the little music video they did for the uplifting song thing when they're doing the uplifting oh, yeah. song. And uh, with Michael Bolton voicing the tiger, like kind of singing, and when they run over the the Michael Bolton in the car, and they'll get out. They're like, "Oh, I think he's dead." <laughs> they're like, "Let's get out of here." I think the cops are coming. Look, they run off. I laughed my ass off. Forty five year old man, matinee, room full of eight year old kids. I'm laughing my 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 ass. But um, but no, yeah, I thought like yeah, the music was great. It was like real tongue in cheek, ironic, and is uh, yeah it's awesome yeah there were a couple of sequences in this that i thought were just so funny that even if the rest of the movie wasn't funny and i'd found the whole movie entertaining but but the 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 sequence where they they realize that the only reason they're not as popular as they should be is because there are other superheroes <laughs> so then they decide to, <laughs> eliminate, to, to eliminate all other superheroes yeah and uh and they get spoiler alert guys uh, so like they eliminate all their superheroes, <laughs> go back in time and ruin the origins. And that was another place where like you, 
you know, they could have fallen down on like, if you don't know anything about the DC universe, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this for, for people that do know a bunch of stuff. Like the, you know, I, we went with, we went just not with my family, but with my brother's family too. And, hmm. and, and he and his wife have two kids. Um, and so there were a lot of like knowing nods, like when the challengers of the unknown keep showing up yeah. <laughs> and you know, my older brother knows that I, that I, dig the challengers of the unknown and my kids are like wait is that real right. like because that looks really that looks really dumb and i'm like no it's real and it's awesome that was what i was gonna ask and how dare you? <laughs> i was that's what i was gonna ask you about was that because i was like that was certainly new to me and i wanted to ask you about that uh, that was <laughs> <laughs> i love how they're just like they're unknown it's in their name <laughs> so <laughs> yeah there was there was a there was a ton of those Easter eggs and, and stuff like that, but they did a really good job. Even when they go back and, and eliminate all the origins, <laughs> they would cut back quickly so that you would know who had been eliminated. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and I liked that the, that the film like wasn't afraid to like get some pretty dark humor in there. Like when they decide, when they come back to the present after they've eliminated all the superheroes and realize that they've created an apocalypse because <laughs> all the supervillains took over. Um, and then they go back and they and they and they make everybody's origin right again. And by the way, the 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 Krypton musical number was made was probably my favorite musical number. Like for some reason, that was just phenomenal. Uh, that was when I went to the bathroom and I missed that whole thing. My friend told me about it, and I'm I hate that I missed yeah, it. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, but then yeah. you know you know Aquaman, Superman, like their origins are 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 you know, kind of, kind of all right, uh, so to speak. But then they get, they get to Batman's origin and Robin just pushes his parents into crime alley and you hear the gunshots and they just, they just peace out. And I was just like, that's some dark, that's some dark stuff right there. Um, yeah. I love it. I love it. I, that was, that really tickled me and was unexpected. That was definitely unexpected, but, but I understand like the show goes to some pretty dark places too. The Teen Titans. It does. Go. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it can, right. certainly. Not every episode, but yeah, it, right, it can. Right. And, and you know, I kind of looked over at my kids like, Robin just pretty much murdered those two people. Like, <laughs> what do they think of that? Yeah. Uh, but as as established, my children are sociopaths, so it didn't seem to bother them. Good. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want them to be bothered. Um, no. But I thought That's that sequence, that whole sequence was great, but also, you can you could completely cut that out of that movie, mm -hmm. you know, because because that that whole sequence amounts essentially from a from a story standpoint to nothing. Yeah, because they, yeah, they it's do all, it, it's and then and then they undo and then they undo it, right? And then they move on. <laughs> like you could you could lift that whole ten fifteen minutes out, and that was one of the things that I realized was how sort of modular is probably not the right word, but just how quickly you know from that TV show roots of the eleven minute episodes, like. There is a lot of vignettes throughout that add up to, you know, something bigger and longer. And they and they hold together. Like basically that's what they did was their their very thin plot, as you pointed out, mm -hmm. is was just like a string to hang these really funny vignettes on. And I I mean, like if you tried to really do something bigger than that, like some you know, a really strong character arc sort of thing, I mean, I think you kind of miss the point of Teen Titans Go. Like these characters don't ever change. They're 
you know, and there's some some stuff like the the bit with the superhero saying like you never save anybody, like that's from that show. You don't have to watch the show to know that because Superman says it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a one of my favorite jokes too because Superman was played by the Nicholas Cage, Cage yeah. when was 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 when they refer to him as a national treasure. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I missed that. I missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... I was the only. I think I was the only one in the theater that got that. I laughed out loud. But just the fact, um, but just casting Nicolas Cage. I mean, we should explain why that's funny. Yeah, well, go go ahead. Explain why. Well, uh, they famously Nicolas Cage was cast in a film project, uh, Superman Lives, based on Death of Superman, um, that was written by Kevin Smith and supposed to be um, directed by Tim Burton, and you can see, uh, you know production art like online you can see pictures of uh, Nicolas Cage with long flowing black hair and a ridiculous costume uh, you can see pictures of that online so it was shaping up to be by all accounts a, a, a huge disaster and it was eventually scuttled but uh, Nicolas Cage is one of the world's biggest Superman fans and uh, evidenced by the fact that he named his son Jor-El right is it Jor-El? Cage? Kal-El Cage, right. Kal-El. Who is also in the movie? And you probably did. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if you noticed that in the credits, but young Kal-El was played by Kal-El. Right, right. Um, Which which was pretty funny. So the second, I was like, that voice sounds familiar. When I realized it was Nicolas Cage, again, I bust out laughing because I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) Right. He finally gets to play Superman. Yeah. There there was definitely some meta uh, going on there. uh, and I like too that like that that this, so this was really interesting because I knew we were going to do the podcast, so I was trying to pay attention. I, you know, I'm trying to sit there and just have fun with my kids, obviously, but uh, which I did. But then I was also trying to look at it through this, like I said, sort of more academic lens. And one of the things that stood out to me was the character of Destro. Mm. So, so or Slade, Slade. as they call him. So Slade. <laughs> so. Um, so Slade in the comics, Deathstroke, the Terminator, he's had like three names now, I guess, but because um, originally they really called him the Terminator and right. until the Terminator movie came out and then they started calling him Deathstroke and then it did move over to Slade for a long time. But anyway, what was interesting to me was that their take on Slade was fairly accurate in in a weird way. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, it's funny and it's slapsticky and whatever else, but but the original version of of Slade was he was a mastermind and a badass. Mm-hmm. So he was both. He was a a physical threat, but also somebody that was was two steps ahead of you the whole time, mm-hmm. right? And so I thought it was really interesting that you know this again this isn't really a show about action. So when he was in conflict, he was he was usually winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, in like a physical sort of sense. But then it turns out, you know, that the whole thing is this master plan of his. And I was like, I was really kind of impressed that that it really was this, you know, as silly of a take on the character as that was, it actually has its roots very much in the original version mm. of that character, which I thought was which I thought was really cool and, and neat. And I was glad they stayed away from using Terra because that got weird in the comics. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. You don't know that, but we don't need to get okay. into that. But it, it got weird. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So, so is there? Uh, I figured this wouldn't be a terribly long yeah. episode, but because uh, there's just there's just not. I mean, there's we could sit here and just talk about things we right. thought were funny. Uh, but um, so you you said you've now gone back and you started watching some episodes. Yeah. Uh, I've watched. So would you call that successful? Then I mean, it's successful. It seems if it gets you to go back and start yeah, watching. Yeah, I mean, show, it right? definitely it won me over. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I like, I was immediately curious about you know, Teen Titans Go. Um, so I've watched several episodes of that now, and then, and I also was like, uh, really curious about the original series because I just, I just didn't know, I didn't understand like the distinction, but I learned like, uh, I was told again <laughs> that the the series a lot of fans were angry at teen titans go because they really liked the original teen titans and teen titans go was not the show they wanted they wanted a return to the original yeah, show well that happened to th right that happened to me uh not quite to that same extent that you're describing but but i really liked that original actiony take i mean i thought it was i thought it was great and i loved the you know, I got used to sort of the manga influences and stuff on it and and thought it was a really clever and fun and entertaining show. My kids liked it. Then when Teen Titans Go came out, I was like, that's not <laughs> what I want. And then we just, we wound up watching a couple episodes. And, you know, as I've gotten older, my fan rage has diminished and I've just gotten better at saying, hey, let's just give this a shot. Like, you know, it, this doesn't diminish the old show. Like, the old show still exists. We mm -hmm. still watch it. And we still like it. Um. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it pretty quickly won me over. In fact, I think the first episode I saw won me over because it had Trigon in it, uh, as a, as a weird businessman, you know, Raven's, Raven's <laughs> father is this interdimensional demon that's going to oh. destroy the universe. Yeah. Um, I watched that episode with him in it. Yeah. That was so great. He, when he comes in, he's like trying to get his, his daughter into the family business and stuff like it's just Yeah. Like it was so funny, and I was like, "This is so like a foreign, such a foreign concept to me, uh -huh. given my Teen Titans knowledge." <laughs> but it was so funny that I was just like, "All right, we got to roll with this," and and my kids loved it. So, and my kids still watch the the they'll still watch the old one, you know. But if if you know, I ask them if they want to watch it, they'll happily mm -hmm. watch it. Like they have no problem changing between the two, you know. Um, but yeah, so so there's one other thing that I thought. We should discuss. So, I just got back from San Diego Comic Con. I'm still tired. It's been like I've been oh, back right. for like a week now. I'm still exhausted. Uh, did you see the the footage of the upcoming live action Titans TV show? I I did last. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah. So it's oh, be a TV I show a on on the on the DC um, streaming service, which launched. Oh, okay. I was confused because they were cursing in the trailer. Right. Yeah. It looks terrible. It looks really good. <laughs> Wow. Um I don't know what else to ask now cuz I feel like you just dropped <laughs> the bomb on that one. So. Again, I don't know anything. I I don't know. I I'm I'm just a simple caveman. Right. I don't yeah. know anything about this but especially after really like watching I, I, you know, like really liking the movie, coming home, watching a couple episodes of the show, 
and then remembering it's like oh i heard something about like a live action version and then looking up the trailer watching that i was like no way i am not interested at all so yeah so having having uh having robin swear specifically about batman mm. uh dropping an f bomb and saying f batman i thought was um you know i, I I I can almost see the 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 creators in that room going. We're going to make a bold statement, you know, right? Um, and that's that's it. And hey, it got attention. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you know, as somebody that has worked on fair amount of intellectual property uh, across multiple media, I'm sitting there watching that trailer and I'm thinking. What is happening here? <laughs> when you've got Teen Titans Go on the air, and I don't, I don't know if it's ending or or what, but you just released a theatrical release <laughs> of it, something that is comedy for, for it, you know, it's like junk food comedy for kids mm-hmm. who are gonna want to watch a live action show, but then their parents, at least the parents in this house are going to tell their kids. No, right. You can't watch you this. Can't watch it. Yeah. You can't watch it. Like I'm, I was uh, shocked. Not because like, Oh, they went there, but I was shocked because I was like, more like, Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. It seems like a huge um, misstep. It just seems right. Like, you're you've got this audience that now like Teen Titans Go is a is a very popular show. You've got this aud- built-in audience that will that gobble up Teen Titans material. And then you you basically said we don't want you. Um which is just very strange. Now now as we've discussed both of us in our 40s, we both enjoyed Teen Titans Go 2 and while I'm not going to forbid myself to watch Titans you know, it actually becomes an awkward thing in the house because if I watch Titans and my kids catch wind of it, then that's going to cause a debate. So in all likelihood, you won't see it either. <laughs> I won't be seeing it either, you know, like or if I do have to be sneaky, which it feels weird. Um, yeah. I just, uh, so I thought that was really strange to have that come out at Comic-Con. And this movie drop, what, the next weekend? Yeah. Like I, it, it's you know, and it, this could be a case. There's lots of different ways that this type of thing can happen. That you've got, you know, different, you know, in your corporate structure. That, that you know, if your if your divisions are more siloed, are more vertically integrated, then one division does this with a property. One division does this with a property. One division does something third thing with a property. And you, you can, I've seen that happen. Um, and that and and I've seen that happen just because of how places are are structured. Um, and, and then there are other places that are more, you know, sort of, uh, horizontally in it, uh, integrated where you'll have a team that sort of runs, you know, a brand or a franchise or whatever, and they have influence over all of the different departments and all of the different expressions, mm-hmm. you know, we, we call them probably expressions, you know, of that brand. And that's, you know, and then, then there are a lot of places that are kind of both, you try to try to get the best of both worlds and and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't so much but but you know i can see just because i've been in mm-hmm. enough places i can see how that can happen um but yeah i just thought the timing of that was it very just, 
was very strange. Yeah, sorry. It, it just it seems like another classic blunder, like on the part of Warner Brothers and DC, with like just not knowing, have any clue on how to manage uh, an intellectual property universe. Like this is something that I, I just I can't imagine happening, like at Marvel, for example. Like uh, there wouldn't be this kind of dissonance in vision on on the same property. Like it's just so strange, but it's but it's totally in character from for how they how they've handled everything. And I know you can't really <laughs> join me in my enthusiasm and just bashing them because you have professional obligations or whatever. But I'll do it. I'll say it. Well, yeah. Well, also, <laughs> well, you can say it. That's fine. Um. Well, the other thing. I would. I was just gonna say, like, not to end this on sort of a a bummer note, because a, uh, we both really enjoyed the film on its own, as you went in completely blind to it, um, and as a fan of the comics and as a fan of the sh both versions of the show, I still really enjoyed uh, this. My kids loved it. Uh, they were they were quoting it and talking about it, and we didn't even talk about the other sequence I loved, which was the Lion King sequence, which was. Oh, that phenomenal. was great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and I've never had uh, a film like to the last second of the movie make me laugh that hard. Like the the yeah. very final four seconds of that movie. Not like post credits. We didn't actually stay through the credits. So I don't know if there was anything at the end. I doubt there was. Oh, there was actually something. Was. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't stay yeah. through that. But But right before the credits rolled, like got me like hilariously, you know, laughing. My belly was, was a bowl it? full of jelly should i spoil it on this on the show is that all right uh i don't i, I guess we spoil just, a lot yeah but... we have so i'll just spoil it so if you don't want to hear okay. the last line of the movie close your ears kids um so right at the very end of the show robin is mon uh, uh, of the movie mon robin is monologuing oh, oh, oh. and then they're right. like we're wrapping this up and then he just like essentially jumps at the camera and says quick kids ask your parents where babies come from yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I just oh, lost man. it uh, because it comes out of nowhere and it's so funny. And then, <laughs> and then immediately I was like, oh no, wait, do I have to explain this to my youngest son? They're going to ask me this now. Oh man. Uh, he, 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 you know, I've gone over that that topic with him before, so it wouldn't have been weird. But like, I can just imagine how many parents would just be like, <gasps> like totally unprepared for it. Uh, I just thought that was amazing. Um, yeah, and then so so we both really enjoy the movie. Uh, if you enjoy Teen Titans Go at all, or you enjoy comedy and comics, um, and you're not you know moored to your to your vision teen titans has to be this way or the highway sort of sort of an opinion go see the movie because it's really it's really highly entertaining um and then the other thing i was going to say uh because because we kind of bumped over onto the live action show and kind of went a little negative there but but the other thing that came out of comic-con from dc was the aquaman trailer oh which, which i haven't I, seen that watch, which i watched the other day and and it looks very promising um, and which is surprising because it's Aquaman, right? <laughs> um, but but it looks uh, it looks it looks really fun uh, and really cool. So uh, hopefully they're they're I think over at Warner Brothers they're trying to they're trying to get the right vibe going where they've gotten a little bit more levity. You know, I mean you can see it over. You know, Wonder Woman has some really funny stuff. 
Justice League has some funny bits. Um, and it's not just humor that needs to be added, but it, but it seems like they're adjusting their tonal approach to these, at least from the trailer. So, um, so I actually came away from watching the Aquaman trailer. I wasn't particularly excited. I wasn't like against it or anything, but, uh, but I came away watching the trailer going, okay, now, now I want to see that. So, so that's a, another positive note that we can end on. Uh, also, like before we stop, like I, I really like enjoyed the the Deadpool references with with Deathstroke, the Slade. Yeah. Um, and so I, I that I was like, I, I read up on why those are funny, <laughs> and like I didn't know that like, so so. Deadpool was sort of an homage to Deathstroke. Is that true? Uh, I don't know if that's ever officially been. He was inspired said. by Deathstroke, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, or when, when Deadpool, like... yeah, when Deadpool originally showed up, like Rob Liefeld's the right age where Deathstroke would have been super awesome for him, yeah. right, as a kid. So when Deadpool showed up, he was not the way he is, the way we know him now. Mm. He was basically just a, a total badass assassin. Right. Um, that was like the original idea. And then he quickly became the merc with the mouth. So it, it basically he's like Spider-Man and Deathstroke combined, you know? Right. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of how you get a Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then also too, and maybe you read up on this, but I, I believe there were a lot of people that at the end of the Justice League movie, like the post credit scene, when Lex Luthor, when Deathstroke shows up at that boat and Lex Luthor is like, we're going to create the Legion of Doom or whatever it is he says, there were a lot of people that were confused. So they were like, wait, Deadpool's in this? <laughs> and they thought, they thought that... Uh, it was a crossover? He was Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, they, they thought Deadpool was in the Justice League movie and was very confused. Oh. And I remember when that scene came came up in the movie theater, I remember thinking... That's weird because I don't think that many people know who Deathstroke is. Like, how many people know who he is? I mean, I guess if you watched Arrow, he was the villain in, for season two. He was the main bad guy, but still, like that, you know, that needed to be the, you know, okay, I get it. Like that's Lex Luthor. You established that. We all know who Lex Luthor is. If somebody's going to come up and join forces with Lex Luthor, and you and you want to get a wide fan base interested, that person needs to be the Joker. Yeah. Or it needs to, you know, I mean, it just needs to be one of those other, like, you know, one of their other powerhouse right. villains. But, you know, you got to put people in movies to make them wider. Well, that's known. one of the cool so, things about there's a, Teen yeah, Titans yeah. Go to the movies, too, is kind of, again, the meta, meta commentary on superhero movies in general. Like, that was kind of neat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really thought this movie worked on so many levels. Like, on the very base, you know, mm-hmm. fart humor jokes. All the way up to, uh, you know, the, the 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 meta stuff like casting Nicolas Cage, like that's really funny for us, because we know this, you know, we know this stuff, we know the history about it, you know, or I mean, they just weren't, they just used the most of the opportunities that they had. I thought so. It was yeah, yeah, really, it's really good. good, really good. Um, I'm trying to catch up on movies because right now I'm I'm behind. We have we have, uh, you saw no I haven't seen that I have not no oh you haven't seen it either all <laughs> right yes we're behind so I'm gonna try we're gonna try ladies and gentlemen to uh, to catch up uh, on some stuff but I don't know that we'll 
necessarily do an episode on Ant-Man and the Wasp. But um, for those of you listening, and we hope there are a lot of you, uh, please remember, if you haven't, rate the show. Uh, you can email info, I-N-F-O, at comicsexperience, C-O-M-I-C-S, experience.com. With any suggestions, um, we've gotten we've gotten a few, some really some really good ones, some like older films, and and we're now discussing like should we kind of go back and 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 do some older ones because there are a lot of great ones to choose from. Um, so feel free to email our suggestions. If you don't hear it in a couple of weeks, it doesn't mean it's off the, you know, it's not happening. It just means we're we're trying to figure out uh, how to work out some of the angles. Um, and please, 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 please tell your friends about the show if you like it and, and let's get more people subscribed to the show and, and we can uh, yeah. keep doing this for a good long while. And, uh, and since James is not here today, we should wish James, uh, safe travels. He is, he is vacationing. Um, so be safe, James, be back for the next episode <laughs> or you have been safe right. by the time you listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have made it back, Make it back alive. Um, <laughs> you have made it back alive, right? All, All right, right, that's it. We're done, Skid. Go, Teen Titans. Later, everybody. You've been listening to Pages to Pictures, brought to you by ScreenExperience.com and ComicsExperience.com. Please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks.